It's Monday. I am boiling. Take me away to the metaverse. That's what I'd like. They've got air conditioning there, right? I would hope so. Because I am boiling. Don't worry about it. Grab your sandwiches, strap on. Well, the goal will be revealed in 25 seconds. 23. Whew. I need another fan. Quick trip down to Ikea. All right. Okay. Get professional. 12 seconds. Hello everyone who is surviving with me in this heat. We're all boiling in the physical world. And there might be something else. Well, if you can keep keep the fans on you, keep the fans on you, because this is a bit like Ready Player One. We're going to go to another dimension here. All architects have sounds, but let's talk about architecture in the metaverse and continuing on with that theme. What better way to do it than to actually speak to architects who practice in the metaverse? So I am here joined live today on this virtual air conditioned stage with the fantastic two architects from Decent Architecture. We've got Michelle to my virtual um, I think it's right, isn't it? So there we go. So we got Michelle on the stage. So I'm going to do a little round of applause. And beneath, we've got Leonardo. So welcome to the stage, both of you. Maybe first of all, because I know they say freeze a crowd and we'll go around together. But perhaps I can start off this way, actually. Michelle, maybe you could tell us briefly about yourself, why you're interested in the metaverse. And maybe then that will give us a clue to what decent architecture is. I mean, in my case, what what all the metaverse brought to me was just thinking like, okay, I can be created on this world. I was already doing some research, you know, regarding the Web3, blockchain, NFT projects that I was following. And mm -hmm. suddenly, one, once I started to see that how creative you can get on the metaverse, how much all your ideas that you couldn't apply on the, on the brick and mortar architecture, Mm. Suddenly, you can actually see that taking shape, you know. And I mean, this is actually a hobby more than work. And this is the reason why I came to the metaverse. I mean, it's so free. You feel the freedom. You are limited a bit with a few things we'll talk after. But mm. I mean, this is just unleashing all the ideas that were stuck in here since uni, you know. And suddenly, mm. here they are. And I actually can feel them and I can walk on them. I love it. Exactly. Why should those projects just stay on a hard drive after all they work? I felt the same in academia, whereas the metaverse, it really opens up the opportunities. So Leonardo, thank you as well for being here. Maybe you can tell us briefly about yourself and why you're also so excited about the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. No, so first of all, thank you, Stephen, for this conversation. Mm. Uh, it's nice to talk to you. Actually, and it's super fun. The music that you put it in the intro was amazing, actually. So, <laughs> uh, I just felt it. <laughs> Uh, metaverse, good question. Um, let's say that, uh, look, I, I finished university in 2014, uh, mm. so like eight years ago. And uh, eight years, well, yes, eight years. <laughs> and then, it feels uh, like a long time, man. <laughs> eight years ago. Uh, uh, 
No, I actually felt feel small. <laughs> but anyway, no. But so, and what happens in these eight years is that, uh, I, you know, ninety percent of the designs that I worked on mm. with my hand, like we, for the people that I worked for in these years, it never got built. Ninety percent mm. of them, and I was wondering, like, who paid my salaries? Why, <laughs> if the buildings were not built, like, and uh, all of that work. Where is it? Mm. Does it exist? Does it not? And I think the metaverse is an opportunity for all of that work uh, to to exist in a way. Uh, and so I, we are not doing it. We're not taking work that we did before and deploying in the metaverse. Mm. But that could be a way. And also for university guys, I mean, if I was at university at the moment, I would definitely bump into the metaverse. First of all, for the fun, but then mm. it, it can be a source of income. Like uh, it's not a bad, uh, it's, it's not even like we're not talking about, uh, and also like lifestyle and conditions of work. You can work mm. on your own easily. Mm. And so it all is... of these things, sorry, go, go. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It is completely changing the rules. You always... Yeah. You always reminded me, I remember working on an architecture project when I was in practice and I'd always think about the 3D models and I used to think like, it'd be really cool to put zombies in this. And I always wondered like, what buildings that I work on would, would last the longest in a different reality. But in the metaverse, I mean, it really does blur all the lines, isn't it? You've got existing projects in real life. You've got the metaverse and how they cross over. But it's quite important to mention then, so you're both trained as architects, right? Uh, so architectural professionals, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both cool. of us, as in Leo finished in 2014, and I finished in uh, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Um, well, well done there. We give a round of applause because architecture's architecture's quite a, it's quite a long course. But it is interesting what the role of an architect will be in the metaverse as well, because we spend this long to qualify in the physical world, and it takes a long time. But in the met in the metaverse, in in some sense, anyone can be an architect, right? But at the same time, the stuff that architects learn, and this may be something you guys can unpack for me as well, is also super super valuable. Maybe what we can do with as well is bring it around. So I, you kindly messaged me out of the blue because I've put some, I've been doing some stuff on the on the metaverse. I'm really really keen in all this space and i started looking into what you're doing now of decent architecture so maybe a one of you guys so you pick between whoever wants to do the hot talking in this hot weather ah there you go michelle's been bought you've been volunteering yourself <laughs> maybe you can you can you can tell us all about um why you felt like setting up decent architecture and maybe what you're going to do, um, maybe a little bit about it. I know you've got a presentation as well. Maybe you want to talk about it at the start or you want to yeah. jump into a little bit about it. I'm completely flexible to what you'd like to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I think like we can just start in a, with the PDF we, that we, we just We just jump straight in. All right. So let <laughs> uh, me bring up this here now. Oh, wow. Oh, there we go. So I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll strap in and, and I'd love to hear all about it. 
Stop, stop Michelle if he talks too much, eh? because uh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, the one, I'm the I'm the chatty one. Don't worry, you're in good company. You go for it, you know. Exactly. I mean, I do tend to talk a lot, but yeah. that's not the problem, I guess. I mean, uh, so me and Leo, we always talked a lot about uh, both of us were living in London. I'm still living in London, but Leo went back to Portugal, and we always talked a lot about one day doing a project of our own, like a, a, a little house or something. But you do know how art this is actually in, yeah. well, brick and mortar architecture and getting a house commissioned to us. And suddenly Leo is in Portugal and I'm in London currently. So with this in mind is we were always talking on WhatsApp because we are great friends. And eventually when... I started to see this NFT thing going on and I started to see that Leo was interested in starting his own uh, projects on the side. We started mm. to talk a lot about that and that's when it came to us. Well, it's not going to be brick and mortar house, like mm. architecture in this case, but we yeah. can actually do this on the metaverse. You know, you, we can join forces and work on this. Mm. And that's when it all started. Like both of us, we were on the same page, had more or less the same flexibility in time. In this case, it's mostly like working, like we were working like on this in, during the evenings and weekends. You know, I have a two-year-old yeah. son, so instead of like since I can't go to Shoreditch or any other bars anymore, <laughs> what I do is on you the go to the metaverse with the baby in the hand, right? Exactly. I mean, it is asleep at 7 p.m., but then I do have my time to sit on the computer, talk with Lau, we sketch things over, we send it over. Sometimes it's, even on my commute, I'm sketching something, sending to him. It's like, nah, this is never going to work. So this collaboration is really possible to do without any borders. We don't need to be next to each other, you know, because everything is digitally. And... So that's when we started and this started to gain the traction. We started to, okay, maybe we just need to come up with a name, with decent architecture. Like uh, the name actually came out of kind of like poking a bit on the scar because we were just thinking like, you do have a lot of decentralized this, decentralized that. Maybe we uh, just yeah. remove part of the name and became mm -hmm. decent as a way to poke around. And as well, like because... It. I mean, we walk around on the metaverse and just like you said, you don't need to be an, archi an architect. Lots of people say they are architects and in reality, they are not. They are composing 3Ds. They don't have this uh, background, academic background. Mm -hmm. But with this, I'm not actually saying it's a bad thing. I mean, you do have Barracan, a Mexican architect that was never an architect and he won the Pritzker and is actually a great, was a great architect. Yeah. So I didn't know we, that. Yeah, but Rakan wasn't an architect. That, sorry, apologies on this, but he wasn't an architect, actually. He got the title just by his experience. Mm. So having said that, we still kept the name. We gave the name with the decent, you know. And this is the workflow that we work between us. Everything is digitally. And this is one of the great things about working on this kind of architectural practice, if you can call, you know. Mm. And... Pretty much we've been on this journey, I would say like since December that we were like, we created the logo, we created the buildings, we started to create buildings in a way to understand the limitations, understand how our work 
needs to be adapted from the traditional thinking of architecture to traditional consultants that we have as architects, you know, MEP, structural engineers, fire engineers. We don't have them anymore, suddenly. Mm. But there's other consultants that we need to rely, just like, as an example, developers. You do have developers, but it's not property developers like we used to say on brick and mortar architecture, is coding and we need to rely on them. So all of this has been like a lot of learning, education on ourselves. It's almost a separate degree on understanding what value can we bring to this, to this new world, and what else we need, we still need to learn, you know? And I mean, it's been now around seven months and a half, around that, eight months potentially that we've been doing this. And I think, Leo, you can flip a bit through the PDF and showcase a bit of what we, the current state that we have. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Very I'm interesting, frozen, right? isn't it? My ca- is my camera in frozen or something? Um, you, you, your, your presentation's working and okay. you might be frozen, but you are okay. here. Don't Good. worry. Good. You, de- you look deep in concentration. Uh, should, I, should I speak or is Michel? I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm happy okay. for you to speak. Yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is, yeah, as, uh, as Michel was saying, this is an architecture, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny name as well, and it makes sense in the, the decentralized world. And also, we have, we don't have, a, we don't want uh, to have a headquarter. And so, this decentralized, physical decentralized uh, for us is, was, was kind of cool. And also, the dream is, you know, to be able to work from the beach in the Maldives one day. So, you know, that's, it's also part of the dream uh, and the ambition. So, but apart from this is, uh, I mean, the, the, the ambition is that when, when, we, when we were working around in the centerland, we were realizing that there is a lot of chaos in terms of lights, in terms of colors, in terms of shapes. And it's okay. It doesn't matter. But I think we, in a way, wanted to create a little bit of some quiet uh, experience. Mm. Okay. And uh, and I'm sure this comes from our background as uh, like architects in the real world. Uh, so, but yeah. So this was our first approach on, for example, the central and uh, so yeah, uh, we began with selecting the materials. For example, we choose two materials, concrete and bronze, and mm. we want, and we work just with those two textures, uh, because uh, well, at the moment, <laughs> this is our way at the moment. And um, so, yeah, uh, let's see, then we are on social media, whatever, <laughs> I mean, okay. So what what we, we do actually, so you don't just design buildings for the people, uh, this is one part of the business, what what kind of accent did I just have? But anyway, no, so this is, <laughs> no, so this is one part of the business, okay? So architects in real life design building for for others, but in the metaverse you could do way more stuff. Like you can teach, like consulting. You know, you can sell your expertise to other architects that want to come in uh, in in the field, and um, then obviously you do your design, custom design buildings for like nft galleries or like we did an mm. arena which i'm going to show you later and then what you do you can also create your own buildings and mint them in like for example you can use renovi platform or your own OpenSea platform as well 
So you can sell ready-made buildings. Okay, you can. Mm. And another thing is uh, virtual estates. It's becoming a thing recently. Uh, you have real estate people that uh, want to provide with a virtual asset. Uh, okay. And so what what they need is they need uh, to be able to mint the virtual building. Uh, and so we 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 can re remodel the existing buildings and uh, you know this is a big opportunity uh, for for everybody and nice. then nft collections for example we we did an nft collection for the costco foundation we're going to talk later and then design competition we participate in design competitions because it's something that is really exciting for us to explore like you know like a research aesthetically mm. artistic research uh, nice yeah, the next slide is Michelle, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Like Sierra NFT Arena. So this was actually quite an exciting project that we had, like a collaboration with with a platform that they are art curators. And the thing was they approached us for, like, for us to become one of their main architects, actually to produce the spaces on the different metaverses that they were interested or that we could suggest. So in the beginning, it was more of a consulting type of work. And then we decided, okay, let's join together our forces. This is such a nice cause because they had quite great uh, quality on the artists that Mm. they are curating. And this was the idea that we came with this project. I mean, as you can see, as Leo was saying, like we started with this collection of buildings and thoughts a bit to simplify the materials, a bit as well thinking that the metaverses, they have limitations in terms of the shapes, you know, the size of the file, uh, polygons. So we tried to, with simple shapes, actually generate space and Mm -hmm. space bearing a bit on that on mind what Leo said was you walk in the metaverse and what a lot of people are currently trying to do is having the it's lots of different colors shapes neon lights I mean it's so funky that sometimes you even got lost on where is the space that that created it and where are the ends where is the entrance what's exactly trying to sell or to or as an experience or as an it doesn't communicate very well so we that's one of our main aims in terms of our design lines is simple structures that generate space Mm -hmm. with simple lines and actually can be deployable on the main metaverses on this case it's we we did this bearing in mind spatial.io and it was the thought of like Leo came back from Egypt thinking, talking a lot about pyramids and just imagining always like uh, talking about all the pharaohs names that I can barely remember. <laughs> but there's an attraction to this shape, you know, it is true because yeah, the names yeah. are not easy, but there's an attraction to this shape. And I mean, in this case, it was thinking like, wait a minute. I mean, we need to do a space for CRNFT to be able to do auctions, live auctions of NFTs. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, to host those NFTs on exhibition. So the thought was like, with the pyramid, we could invert the pyramid, and that generates the space. The shape of the pyramid itself has potential for a stage, as you can see it. And by being inverted, you have this amazing cantilever structure 
that defines the space uh, below as the exhibition space, the foyer, and then you have the transition between the stage, the stage and the exhibition area. Mm. And this is actually a project that gave us a lot of, pro- of pleasure just to see it deployed on spatial.io. Because again, such simple lines results on a model that is not very uh, heavy, can work in well with the current metaverses conditions. And in response to the brief, which is the most important thing, response to the brief that we received from the client. He said that what he wanted and actually he became a friend with us, to be honest, started as a client and nowadays is a friend, very happy with the results, which even lead us to other projects that we will show more like uh, on the next slides. Nice. Uh, you can talk about the next one, Lel. Carry on. Pass okay. the back on and see. You gotta, <laughs> we gotta spread, spread the, spread the, the projects out. Yeah. I mean, they're very, they're very cool. They remind me of in this imagination. I, I, what I like is, you know, maybe I've been watching Dune and Blade Runner a lot, yes. but I quite like yes. these, you know, different worlds. I think it's quite, it's quite inspirational. Do you get any inspiration when you both were thinking about this stuff? Is it not just from architecture? Is it also from well, I guess it can be different worlds, right, in the metaverse, truly. Stephen is exactly, the, mm. you say the magic words, Blade Thank Runner God. and Dune. You said exactly what we were inspired by. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> good. They're um, good, good, good inspirations and good films. Like, I'll show you a yeah. quick story once I, on, on, the, on recruitment. Is, uh, there was a director who was interviewing a part two and um, I think the director asked, what's your favorite film? And the part two said Blade Runner. And he said, you're hired. So, you know, <laughs> there's something for it. Yeah, I mean, Blade Runner is such a such a cool film. But that was so ahead of its time, actually, yeah. wasn't it? No. And to be honest, uh, the latest Blade Runner, I actually watched on the cinema with Leo here in London when it was launched. Both of oh, us, we go. went there and we just came out like... Have you seen all those cities, the buildings, the scenario? I mean, it was amazing, you know? And just like, I like the fact that you actually talked on Blade Runner. And this was one of the first things we talked when we started this this project together was like, we can do Blade Blade Runner. We Mm. even remembered of Inception, for example, not by the architecture, but but that power of suddenly creating a building out of nowhere, folding the city. This is this yeah. is actually more or less what we're doing, you know, and it's fantastic. I, I wouldn't it. live in Blade Runner anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, a, it's, it's a dangerous world, but it looks pretty, right? But that's the yeah. that's yeah. the fun. But it's Los it Angeles, uh, but actually, it's, Blade Runner is it's Los Angeles in twenty something. Oh, like I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know, I yeah. didn't know. Well, but decent stage. Uh, this is actually a building that uh, Michel worked more than I did. Uh, it came from him more than from me. So I don't know, Michel, you wanna? <laughs> no, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, this one was for actually a competition for Renovi. So Renovi is a marketplace, and they promoted the competition maybe three months ago or so, where it was for a metaverse uh, architects from the metaverse competition. And I mean, I had always this thought that in the metaverse, what we should do, like there's shapes that promote the gathering by the shape itself. So 
one of the one of the ideas was having kind of a spherical shape. It was always on the back of my mind to have a spherical shape, and then at the center you would have actually the stage itself. No, there and you go. The thought in here was more to okay, we're not going to parametrical architecture or anything with curves. It's more about having the stage that is spherical. And then the rest of the space is actually composed by all like a rectilinear building, just a cube in the middle of the space, you know? Mm. The result was actually something again with the concrete and the bronze trying to create a bit of this quietness, this sober space, you know, where you actually enter from the foyer and suddenly you see from the outside or the image that Leo is showing, or the, the exhibition center, and you have this monumental scale that amazes you. You look around, you see all this fear and the light passing through as well, just to create a bit more of like a drama effect. And then you do have the staircases that lead you to a bridge where you connect it and you are enlightened by the, per by the actual... Uh, talk debate or whatever is being promoted there and i mean it was a great project even with we did this for the central land which is quite limited in terms of what you can do there in terms of sizes in terms of you cannot go with a lot of curves because of polygon numbers a curve in reality i mean the better you want the curve to yeah be. I I, I gotta I, I yeah I gotta be honest. I when I went on to Central Land before, that was the first thing I I noticed uh, because I'm a bit of a I have, you know in my spare time when I have a bit of time I played 3D video games and I understand it's running through a browser and and all this stuff, but you can tell it was made during a certain period of time and and as you see, I can see the limitations being pushed and I've heard from one or two other people because there's different places where you can do the metaverse right and that's where you're talking about the limits of Decentraland but my understanding as well is Sandbox is very cool but maybe it's got a yeah. different feel to it and they've got different limitations right when you have all these different ones and Facebook Mark Zuckerberg evil sorry oh 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 no that's i can't oh. say that i'm live streaming on facebook as well um did it did it but you got all these different interpretations right and i always wonder which, which one's going to take off but there are different parameters and i suppose you've got to do that and maybe you can answer that question in one sec just while before we do that though because i wanted to say that we've got a few comments that have come in from fellow arctic wow. and flora saying so loving this chat sure zen modern life thank, thank you. you for adding that and zen says that the metaverse interests me so much more to explore all the architecture we can't do in real life in the world thank you for that and you've got a clap as well so let me do ah. a little clap but that's true. It's, instead of just little old me asking the questions, if anyone's watched this live stream on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube, you can answer a question live to these two architectural professionals now who are doing stuff in the metaverse. But you can also get in contact with them after. But sorry, so I interrupted there with the with the um, the nice comments. But yes, there's different places, isn't it? So what have you been experimenting with, guys, at the moment? Is it mainly Decentraland then? Is that what you're saying? Or are you looking at other ones as well? Decentraland and uh, Special at the moment. And yeah. uh, I think at the moment. Uh, we tried with Sandbox, but the thing is Sandbox is just it's not for us. It's not for, it's not for what we do. Uh, yeah, we, we that's interesting. 
but it's not. Why, why is that? Is it? Do you think it looks quite comical or like this? Because to me, it's kind of Minecraft esque, right? And no. the, is that not the? Is that the way that no. you're not going right now? Perhaps. No, no, no. no. It's it, 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 it's so so. Let's say the, every metaverse has their own aesthetic, and I don't think that our way yeah. of conceiving fits in that one. You know. Cool. We tried. We tried with the textures and stuff. We couldn't make something that we could we would consider uh, quality. So we rather give it to for a ten years old like and you know uh, we don't mind uh, not being uh, in the sandbox because there you go. Leo, Louis Leo is going to offend everyone in the sandbox. It sounds like Michelle there, right? <laughs> ah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't mean it in that way. I don't I mean. mind. I don't mind. Us. We're just having a bit of fun here. But uh, yeah, funny. it's it's you got to experiment when you're doing all this stuff, right? And that's the point. And there is there's something for everyone and you're right like uh, architects and you know designers as well that is true maybe the aesthetics or the way of doing things suits you on different platforms and also i would yeah. imagine i remember years ago reading about playstation 2 right and playstation yeah. 2 had like the best graphics at the time compared to the other consoles but i remember reading saying from a hardware perspective that it was so hard to make video games for playstation 2 compared to different mediums so while the graphics were good the developers yeah. were like to make a game on the playstation 2 was rock solid because of the way sony had their codes and may maybe you had xbox at the time which was easier but i imagine as well there's that other side to it it's not just the aesthetic isn't it guys it's also i imagine that different platforms are maybe easier than each other mm. or maybe some of them aren't interoperable i don't know if that's the word or i made it up but what i mean is maybe it's really hard to make for the sandbox and not others i mean i, I what's your experience do you find that do you find some platforms are easier than others yeah. to design for as an architect mm -hmm. yeah as in uh definitely because the point here is each metaverse has their own graphics but most important is there is a, a file type that they accept for you to be to import your 3d to the yeah. to their own metaverse so one thing that a lot of people that are architects and want to come to this new world that they need to bear in mind is that are the softwares that we use on our industry as architects yeah. some of them actually you can deploy right away for example on the central land or even on spatial.io but you need to bear in mind that the quality, imagine if you only work with SketchUp and you, yeah. you finish the 3D and you deploy right away. I mean, you're not going to be excelling on anything because the materials are not that crisp and the GLB file that it produces, which is in this case, the format that you need to have to import to the central end and spatial. I mean, it's not going to be a crisp. Uh, result, you know, yeah. you need to add something else depending on which platform are you working with. So in this case, I mean, there's Blender, there's and then there's Unity, Unreal, and we'll give you an example. We've been working on the central end and spatial, and as well on Mozilla hubs because they do have their own centralized metaverse. It's not decentralized, but that's another thing. And because, I mean, we do know Blender, we do know SketchUp, and right now we are starting to learn about Unreal because we, we've seen the latest Unreal 5. And yeah, I've chart. seen the demo. It's a bit, it's a bit crazy, isn't it? It's like next world. 
you know, super high def realism. Exactly. But I mean, there are like, regarding your question, for example, we, there's a metaverse that we are very excited that is called Mona, Mona dot gallery. The graphics are great. I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you have actually really quality artists actually creating spaces. I don't even know if they are architects to be fair, but I've seen spaces that even me with my background, I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, here we are talking about something, you know, mm. but you do need some knowledge. I mean, and they explain very well on their websites. They have a tutorial, but you need some knowledge of Unity, how to import your 3D to Unity and then run all the backgrounds, checks, and just make it transported to Mona, you know. There, there are tutorials, but time, there's not a lot of time, but this is something that actually has been a limitation for us. Otherwise, we already would have tested. I'm not going to say deploy the project there, but test it to see if we are happy with the result and mm-hmm. if you go full full steam ahead or not, you know? Mm. Yeah, I um, we, while we were talking about that, I was thinking about, it reminds me of years ago, I used to do 3D visualizations and it's not as simple as just dumping a Revit model in, right, with a million polygons and seeing if it will plug into the to the to metaverse. So we've got one more quick technical question before mm-hmm. we move on. And uh, Zen Modern Life again asks, uh, what are you guys making the models in? Can you import a Revit model into these spaces? Now, I suspect you can't just dump a BIM model in. But Michelle and no. Leo, you can confirm that, right? Is that true? No, no. So you don't... Uh, yeah, so you, at the moment, there are, as far as we know, there are no platforms that uh, accept like RVT files, like from Revit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you don't need, you know, you don't need. It's just, you don't need complicated stuff. You know, you just, mm. it's a GLB file. You can do it in SketchUp. And uh, as long as they think, we use Blender just because the textures are more realistic. You can add PBR. Okay, so you can add reflections mm. and bumps a little bit, but otherwise you can just go with the SketchUp model. So you don't need to complicate stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is how we do it. Mm. Even because Revit, I mean, and another explanation here. I mean, we we I used to work with Revit. I'm not exactly very proficient, but in terms of molding the 3D idea, testing different options side by side and the push and pull from SketchUp, I mean, I don't know any other 3D software where you can actually excavate and test so many options as Mm. efficiently as SketchUp. Revit has a potential, but it seems that it's too precise, too technical and less artistic. You know, and right. that's not exactly what the metaverse needs in terms of that's not what's lacking on the metaverse. Metaverse have mm-hmm. a lot of technical background, but more talking about coding and all the blockchain and all those crazy stuff, you know. But I think yeah. as an architect for us, what suits you well to start is SketchUp, just because yeah. of the free flow of ideas and you're just creating, you know. And mm-hmm. then again, my recommendation. Add Blender or Unity or Unreal to the game. Join yeah. those together because otherwise you will have a bland, uh, bland result if you only use SketchUp to import directly mm. to the metaverse. Mm. But remember, different metaverses, different requirements. I mean, it's good to actually have a look before do a lot of tests because how many ideas I, I added that they don't work on the current metaverses because of yeah. polygons. 
there's so many i have more ideas on the trash well not on the trash but on old than actually the things that we released you know interesting i um i am i right in thinking that blender is open source or am i making that up yeah yeah it, it is. is it is yeah. it is and that's blender, a big, there you go. So Unreal is open source. Unreal, I'm always a bit skeptical of Epic, though. You've got to read the small print because I think like if it gets commercial, <laughs> then Epic will want money. But I think, yeah, open source is quite important during this whole movement, isn't it? Are you finding that meta in the metaverse architects like yourself are collaborating at the moment? What is it like in the scene? Is there a lot of open source, a lot of information sharing or anything like that? Mm, yeah i mean i've been we are very active on discord twitter mm. i mean which are the i would say the main especially discord the main area if you want to get to know the community community is a big thing of course and yeah. if you want to get to know the community i mean you should definitely join one of the servers of the specific metaverse that you are uh, trying to get into and you will find really a lot of information a lot of people there willing to help to collaborate to actually just tell you oh this is the tutorial or i'll even explain you if it's very simple yeah. there and has nothing to do with the physical world you know it's a totally different community very much open mind and everyone not everyone but i would say it's easy to find help you know yeah yeah nice I mean, there's not a lot of competition and i mean there is but in a healthy way yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's good. I um mm -hmm. I agree. I've been on one or two um Discord groups. It's quite funny because I used to use Discord to play online video games and it's kind of been yeah. come adopted into this. And also you've got Telegram and you kind of go down these like roads, like rabbit holes of information. Yeah. Yeah. But they are equally rewarding. There's I, I, I don't know if you have sunken blimps are quite a good one that I like on discord, but there's a, there's a chap who called Mateus Dancati in, in America who does a lot of, um, work on spatial IO. I think spatial mm. IO is a great platform because you, anyone can use it. And I think that's important because yeah. I don't know how you feel, but like even my parents, I love my parents to death, but if they if anything's very technical they just can't do it and i think spatial yeah. very clever because you know you can load up a phone or you can load up a computer and it's very yeah. very easy to go but spatial is an interesting one because it's a little bit more of an online communication or art platform ish hmm. whereas decentraland you can buy property and all of this stuff and then you go to that next level of head explosion craziness where this plot of land with the architecture on there is worth one million dollars and is bought yeah. by nike or something to have a nike shopping mall right so <laughs> so they they're so different but um i know you've done some spatial because i keep seeing the the link below now i'm really mm -hmm. happy to continue with the presentation because mm -hmm. i love it but maybe if it's cool one of you guys can um get in a chrome tab the spatial and we can yeah. zoom around on the screen i don't know whether if we okay. think strategically now perhaps one of, one of you guys you talk a little bit more about the presentation and then whether the other one loads up spatial ready i don't know is that is yeah. that a cool yeah. plan okay. 
I'm the one asking. I'm sorry. I'm, I, we did. I, I rocked up two minutes before this, so you you guys haven't prepared. Sorry, uh, listeners. It's ve- it's very live on the Architecture Social Show. Michelle, you wanna you wanna load the special arena? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm loading okay. right now. Okay, okay. Well, well, let's give some. Well, Michelle does that. Maybe Leo, you can tell me a bit about what trends you see in 2022. So you talked about you watched my the video I done in 2021. Yes. That feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yes, what it trends does. do you think are going to happen? I, yeah, in uh, this year probably we're going to see Unreal Engine five uh, being the main the main let's say render engine. Yeah. And it, it, I, it scares me because I still cannot use it. <laughs> so I still need to, I need to learn it. Uh, well, there you go. Well, that's, I think but, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, for example, there are, I keep seeing videos uh, on YouTube that uh, shows the next metaverse super realistic. And I think the trend is about realism now. Okay. So, mm. so I think, yeah, soon we, uh, Unreal Engine will be the main, the main thing to learn as architects. Know. It makes complete uh, sense. But this isn't uh, quite, I mean, this is cool. We can't pretend this is the Epic engine though, is it? But what we have to remember, yeah. this is a very different platform where people can go on their mobile, go on mum and dad's rubbishy computer. Yeah. And yeah. it's got a, so spatial, I think the yeah. ease of entry is very high, right? So do you want to walk us through, Michelle, what this is? Um, it seems like a cool kind of a Dune Blade Runner-esque yeah. uh, stadium or talking place, but what, what do you imagine this space being used for? I mean, this is Decent Arena and actually was the one that we talked before, like ah. with the inverted pyramid. Oh, so, cool. I mean, as the spawn point, uh, it's actually right now on top because of an event that we had, but this was actually the same angle as the CGI that we produced. So like I was saying, it's about the structure that actually generates two different spaces. And as you walked in, you do have like all the exhibition area explaining OR, CR, NFT, decent architecture so we do have the exhibition space and with the, as well with the nfts that were being auctioned on that event mm. so in terms of of the reflection of the materials like you're saying spatial actually works pretty well as an entry level and i mean bearing in mind that the metaverse is still on the entry level you won't get yeah. a much better quality than this and definitely this is very accessible without needing unreal or unity and here is actually the transition space where we have the entrance to the arena and you do have the stage with some sculptures that this was kind of a work collaboration between us and uh, nft sculpture where Mm -hmm. we actually designed the ring and we talked about the stage being something that really enhances that experience and she had the idea of having like some kind of like the astronomy comets running through on the centerpiece of our stage i love it i think it it makes sense i'm looking forward to seeing some of these because you could do talks online i think this is the exact killer thing for the pandemic um what's interesting us speaking though frankly though i am 
I tend to find that the forum part of the architecture social, which was the most popular part during 2020, during the height of the pandemic, is now probably the least used part of the architecture social platform, if you were. So it would be very interesting to see how spatial is used. And it's great that you're showing and it's selling NFTs. And, and I could see this working really well for architecture, uh, end of your shows and stuff like that. Do you see any other uses for it as well then? Guys. I do. Stephen, for example, you're a YouTuber and yeah. you, need a vir- you need a virtual building. I have thought about it. I, um, so I tell you, can I have a, should we do a confession while we're here? Yeah. Should we do a confession? I paid for Spatial for a month and wow. where I got stuck, because then we talked about what am I doing? You're like, Steve, are you doing the metaverse, all these projects? Now, because I haven't, you opened up um, last MicroStation or Sketch or Reddit since yeah. 2014. Yeah, I got yeah. stuck <laughs> to the first hurdle. So my yeah. my architecture social stage was was Go yeah. On. I need to sort out. So it was the sample. It was just the it was just the generic spatial sample. So that's my confession. Uh-huh. I've got I've got the terrible desk, but I I do think and where I could see it working really well is the forum of the architecture social having these kind of spaces like spatial where people fill out. So it's definitely to be continued. And maybe mm-hmm. we can also continue that conversation here and offline. But mm-hmm. I've just been, again, guilty of it's just me <laughs> running. I think at least it's good that you two, yes. um, there's two of you because as yes. well, like yourself, you talked about you, you know, you work full time, you know, in in the physical world as well as yeah. the digital. But I do think it is team effort in this stuff because you can't do everything on your own, right? Absolutely, Stephen. If it wasn't for Michelle, I would have never, I would have never entered the metaverse. And uh, I really, think it's, uh, I, I think likewise, it's, uh, likewise, it's the same. <laughs> no, really, uh, Michelle is a, is a super hard worker. It's, uh, it's very, it's very difficult uh, to find somebody that uh, matches with you in terms of uh, uh, priorities uh, and uh, and how hard it is to make, you know, to to, to do the work, you know. And to yeah. figure out stuff because at the beginning we didn't you know nothing existed at the beginning six months ago we yeah. needed to get it through on our own and it was very important to have michelle as a as a partner and i'm very happy to likewise, to, to have likewise. this adventure with him uh so this is a love confession it's a live confession. There you go. I give, we give it. We do a round of applause for that. Do you know what? I've not actually had a chance to use all my cyberpunk sound effects, so we'll shove a few in there for extra, just to get them in the episode in some in some shape or form. I um, I always like this point because now we, we've you've kind of given us an insight, and and I appreciate that because I know it's. Is well, it's talking's one thing, and then you got a presentation. I think, especially though, with the metaverse, it's so visual. And yes, yes. I'll put this on Spotify, and people can yeah. listen and then have a look at the link. But I really think it helps to see yes. the projects, yes. especially when it's when it's moving so fast. Um, we're at this kind of nice point now of the winding down area, and just before we spoke on about doing this live, you asked me a few questions as well about are the architecture social and, and and me and the metaverse as well and i think that um interviews uh, they can be one-sided sometimes and i really appreciate you answering all my questions 
I thought maybe we could open up the conversation if you have any yeah. questions for me or my thoughts as well. I do. I do. Yeah. Go on then, Leo. Go in for the kill. Yeah. So you're a recruiter, and I was wondering, uh, do, is there anything happening in terms of recruiting uh, metaverse architects in existing architecture firms at the moment? Good question. Um, uh, short answer is no, not immediately. Um, that's the truth. But uh, I can see it going that way. I think it's a bit like what we talked about before with, with, with Revit and, 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 and certain requirements. I think there's probably going to be the where I see this role manifesting already. So, for instance, I did this a lot doing a lot of virtual reality and augmented reality and I'm, I'd imagine that they're looking into it and I know for instance Fosters and Partners again have their own research component but I think you'll have like the bigger companies like those where they and like Heatherwick where they can invest in research but I imagine yeah. a lot of this stuff is like grassroots and I think it's quite an entrepreneurial space as well so there's a lot yeah, of businesses yeah. like yourself which is emerging from this and you know it could go either way isn't it it could be that you know you continue working in architecture and you do some projects outside of hours or it could be that it becomes into a, a full-blown studio and, and we're at that such really exciting point where i think the important bit is that you have to be in it but from recruitment yes. the, the other bit you mentioned i so linkedin do this like creators talk and um yeah. uh, where they're trying to curate people and one of the ideas that i wanted to do uh, going forward and i pitched to linkedin so we'll see if they come back or not. I'll do it anyways, but it would be great if we could do it with LinkedIn. It's talking about uh, architecture, the career in the metaverse, and a bit like what we talked about of, um, you know, the technical limitations or how to overcome that, or as well as the technical aspects. Then you've got the design aspect, isn't it? So it's like this whole different challenge, which you guys actually quite unpack quite well of, of existing technology, existing hardware, existing programs, and then also the design, you know? And so I, I so to summarize, I've not seen it trickle down in terms of roles, but can I see it coming? Yes. Will it? be a brief that comes to a recruiter? Probably not. Um, but put it this way, it's taken me eight to 10 years to now get parametric or computational design roles for recruitment. Whereas I went in 2014, I used to love that stuff and I would have loved to have worked on it, but that was ahead of its time from a recruitment point of view. Those roles were very rare and now they're more commonplace. So mm -hmm. I think it'll be, take a bit of time, but it will it will get there. Does that answer the question, Leo, in a roundabout way? Yes, yes, yeah, it does. I think it does. I, I, I don't know if you, if you like, I, I had like a thought like two, a couple of days ago about mm -hmm. Zaha did in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And I would like to share and see what, what do you think also um, about this. So. I think what mm -hmm. is impressive about Zahadid architecture and Foster, but more Zahadid, is that those ideas are they exist in the real world. Okay, mm. so that is what is impressive: is the technical, is the is the the, the tender package. That's impressive about their work. I think. Mm. Uh, and so when you see the translation of that, for example, Bjarke Ingels in the metaverse in the central end, you see that. And it is not as impressive as their work in real time, in my opinion. Ah, because it's way, way easier to do those shapes in the virtual world than you do it in the physical world. So you, this is why I was, I was wanted, I wanted to share with you uh, this and see what you think, 
because yeah. it's not as impressive to do crazy shapes in the metaverse i think interesting you're probably more informed on me on that point from an architectural perspective where i think it's quite good though is so everyone has an opinion on zahadi love it not for you everyone has an opinion right but i think it's quite important that i'm quite happy that these big companies are coming into this space because what i think it does is that it's it's it grounds it into realistic conversations. Whereas I think sometimes before people can write it off as video games or not realistic. And I think that when you've got BIG and ZRD and Patrick Schumacher's doing a lot of conversations, yes. Patrick, I'm gonna invite you yeah. in at some point. Um, but I think, I f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Leo, I won't, I won't say what you said just then. But um, get me, but, uh, get me in. I, I will be super happy to talk. <laughs> I know, I know you were just, but it's a good point you have. I think though, big, bigger companies and smaller companies, I think it, it's, it's, it's important in the space because I think the, the, what's good is making, I, what I don't like the idea is people writing it off, you know, like years ago, I used to play video games and people would be like, oh my gosh, that's for losers or whatever kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, and now it's like suddenly video games is like the highest earning entertainment platform. So everyone has said that it's kind of naive because, yeah. you know, Rockstar's making a lot of money. People are making a lot of money. There's a reason why Autodesk is buying video game engines. They're not doing it for a punt. They've seriously saw the economic benefits into it. And I think that the metaverse has a place. And I think that companies which kind of go, oh, this is for children or whatever, that maybe is a, that, well, that's not a maybe, that definitely is misinformed opinion. So I think it's important they're in there. But again, I, I have an opinion on what's cool in architecture. Well, I haven't practiced as an architect for years. So I'm kind of, in the space but that's why i like that they're here as well if that makes sense yeah. no no for sure Stephen. i did it yeah, I, I agree with you but for example if you go in london and see the olympic uh, stadium that zahadi yeah. did why is impressive because it's real those curves yeah. exist and that's impressive the work that is behind designing all of the single beams and, and columns that's impressive is the is the technical team yeah. of zahadi that is absolutely uh, mind-blowing yeah. uh, and, and you, you take it in the metaverse you don't need that and this is oh, I, I finish up here sorry no <laughs> I, I like it well, well they can push it to the next level and that's what you're saying well maybe Leo will get you in here as a metaverse critique <laughs> at some point and then <laughs> we can, we can you can you can inform me on what's pushing the barrier michelle you look like you wanted to add something there is that right or are you are you relaxed no no no, no. i i agree i mean it, it it's not about just it's uh, it's different beauties you know in real life when we look at the building mm. I mean, there's the statical beauty that we can actually see, but there's this component that Leo is saying, especially when we're talking about parametrical architecture. But suddenly you go to the metaverse and it doesn't necessarily mean it will work. And especially because you are first, you are full of people trying to do that. Mm. I'm not saying they're not doing it right. They are adding their own way on, on, on that design line. And yeah. second is because the current metaverse doesn't even allow you to do so much about that because files become very heavy with all those parametric architecture, of course, all the curves. 
and you need to simplify and suddenly if you do like that you just lose all the touch and all that perfect shape that you spend so many hours creating you know but there's different beauties that you need to pursue on the virtual world and the physical world and i mean that's a bit of opinion and luckily me and me and leo on this we don't have too much we have debates but we we tend to agree on this nice well and and the space is moving isn't it and i think Mm -hmm. that that's the exciting bit i mean i i was i was speaking to fatima who you both know about this as well and i'm looking at nfts and the metaverse for the architecture social the truth is like we talked about I i get pulled into all the other aspects of the business and you know there's only so much i can do with it on the weekend before my partner um tells me i need to you know Come on, get off the computer kind of thing. But I was looking at one point on how to distribute profits evenly um, using, because not just Ethereum, because I was looking at, oh, I forget the other currency, which is quite popular. Smart contracts in general. Yeah, I was looking at what it's, yeah. yeah, I was looking at some other smart contracts and I was looking at how do you divide the profits automatically between wallets. And I remember looking in January, February, and there was one which was half-baked getting there. And I was like, oh, I can't really proceed any further with the project. And I looked like three weeks ago, and that problem has been solved. And uh, that's where? how f- that's In how OpenSea? fast the space is moving. Yeah, I think it was like um there was oh I forget the exact words. I'll bring it, I'll have a look and okay. I'll put the link in the bio. Okay. But basically, the point I'm getting at is that in three months a problem that i had was there is now gone and i think that i think that the space is moving so fast but that to me also is the exciting part of it and i think some people go oh well metaverse people have been talking about it for a year or two but i think architecture in the metaverse is just beginning and and we're at a very very early position still where there are not many rules and it's quite exciting for that Um, yeah yeah so you're right it moves very fast uh this is why i'm scared about the real engine because i have to learn it in the next (laughs) month or two (laughs) yeah that's the one of the top tips yeah is get on unreal but i think this has been amazing we're at kind of like the hour mark now and, and i think this is a really nice time especially people on their lunch break um perhaps you can tell everyone michelle and leah where to find you and where to find decent architecture if they want to learn more about what you're up to and to get in contact what's the best way we i mean any of our social media would say i mean instagram uh twitter linkedin if you type in decent architecture thank god we are the only ones for now <laughs> there no, nobody blocked that name so twitter instagram uh, linkedin discord if you go searching around i mean we are normally uh we are always looking at uh, your message YouTube as well, yes. We do have a few videos there. True, true. Lau is managing a bit more the YouTube, but true that yeah. we can be contact there. And we are more than willing to help and sharing a bit of our knowledge. And I mean, where we, the point where we are right now, it was all due to having someone, two, two main reasons. First is the community that is warm and ready to help. You will always find someone yeah. that will give you tips, a tutorial, at least a link to a tutorial that will explain yeah. more things. And the second point is, in our case, me and Leo, 
we are we really like every all the ecosystem that surrounds the web tree the blockchains the nfts the metaverse you don't necessarily don't think that for you to get into this you need to be like a big fan of this of all this movement behind but if you do like it it makes it so easier because in a way a lot of the metaphors that we are working is associated with the movement and the people that we are actually working making collaborations they are on this so it's just a big web full of knowledgeable people ready to be shared so if people want to move in and want to have some words with us feel free to contact us amazing thank you so much well i think that kind of um is a perfect point to end on so yeah. thank you so much michelle oh, i really you, appreciate you being here thank you, Leo. Oh, okay. you, you we can hear you occasionally you frozen but that's okay <laughs> well i don't mind you're here thank you so much leo as well and everyone that's kind of joined us, especially during the lunch, especially when it's so hot. That's why yeah. I've been like gasping away on this water, yeah. which has gone all yeah. the way down. But I appreciate yeah. you being here. Get in touch with the decent uh, chaps. You've got Leo and Michelle. Drop them a message. I'm going to end the live stream here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Guys, Stephen. stay on the stage and we will catch up yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. And thank you, Zen, in the sure. audience as well. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao, Stephen. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.